0: Hello and welcome back to the TNF News UK pod. This is our second episode and it is another interview. This time we are joined by Len Han, the founder of Han Shoes, a revolutionary new shoe brand bringing a very very different looking shoe to the market. Please check us out on Instagram at TNF News UK where we have posted videos of Len showing us the shoe and other athletic content. first question really will be how did you come up with the idea for these revolutionary shoes
1: well um we should okay we should probably go to some background you know you guys have been running a long time right and and you you know when you run when you're doing track you're you're trying i mean you're 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 running till your heart's ready to blow out of your chest you're going as fast as you can. And and so because the shoes are a tool, it's the tool of your trade, right? Because the shoes are your tool, you probably like some more than others. You know, even if it's track spikes. Definitely. Right?
2: Yeah, absolutely, yeah.
1: And and so and so and so what is it that makes the shoe that 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 seems to work best for you? You know, what is it that that makes you like it? Is it the fit or the traction? Or the drive out of the, you know, out of the stride.
2: Uh, mainly this? for for me, just how it makes my me feel when I when I when I step off uh, that that sort of spring, if you, if you like, uh, right. the angle, I'm um, sort of extending that that always it seems to be what I look for mainly in shoes.
0: How they okay. feel as well? Like, do they feel fast? Do they feel slow? How? Like, what do you think you're getting out of them when you're running? Do you know what I mean?
1: Okay. Okay. So so. I'm a I'm a recreational runner, you know, just a a, a mid pack 10 minute per mile guy, you know, Um, I'm the I'm the I'm the guy that you guys pass, you know, at light speed uh, when I'm running on a track. And that's cool. That's fine. Um, The shoes that I'm in, I'm in those shoes for hours, you know, Um, you know, because for me, a marathon is is my my PR, even with my shoe is 423. You know, not 323, not 223, it's 423. So I, I'm in those shoes for a long time. And if you've ever run on like wet sand at the beach, okay. I mean, it's a good workout, but you're not going fast. Well, that's the experience of most foam shoes. You know, most foam trainers, long distance trainers. It, it's just, it's not a lively, it's not an energetic experience. And way back when, 20 years ago, I had an experience on a a moving sidewalk, a black rubber moving sidewalk at O'Hare Airport. Have you heard this story? No, I haven't. Okay. So I had had this experience on a black rubber moving sidewalk at O'Hare Airport that was made by Dunlop. Okay. And I'm a car and motorcycle guy from way back. So that caught my eye. It's like, oh, look, you know, Dunlop, uh, um. Moving sidewalks. Well, this thing was tensioned to 3,000 pounds. I checked, I talked with the mechanics, you know, tensioned to 3,000 pounds. And there were rollers on the side that suspended the belt, which was only three quarters, you know, like 15, 18 centimeters thick, right? Um, suspended the belt. And then when you walked on this thing, it was just the tension that was holding you up. And this belt felt really energetic. I mean, like, really, like, You walk on it and whoa, you know, this is cool. This is different. Well, one evening uh, after I'd completed a couple marathons um, in my career, and I've done 21 marathons now so far. um, One evening in the summer, I took a cooler of Gatorade and, you know, a towel and my running clothes, and I went to O'Hare Airport and I ran a half marathon on these belts. And, and, you know, there were five going down and then five coming back and they were all stopped that night, just happened to be, they were all stopped that night and about an hour into it, I'm barefoot, I'm barefoot on these belts, um, flying along And, and about an hour into it, I'm like, I'm on pace for a, for a half marathon PR for me, which normally would be like 220 to 230, depending on how illy it is. Okay, and I was going I was I was on track to come in, you know, just over two. And then I finished it just over two hours, you know, just a couple minutes over two hours. And I felt great. I felt energetic. I felt fast. And my thought was, whatever is going on with this belt, you know, whatever this thing is doing, I need to find a way to put that into a shoe. You know, that is is, uh, an interesting way to look at it. Well, and if I could put that in a shoe, and then and then and then I started researching the biomechanics. Okay, and I'm 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 holding up one of those uh, foam stress balls that you squeeze right now. Well, okay, foam when you stand on it is soft, soft, hard. Okay, soft, soft, hard. It bottoms out. Foam bottoms out, and it turns out that when you talk to these PhD biomechanists, it turns out that that you find out that your body Hates that, hates that non-linear loading, hates that bottoming out, um, and the research proves it. Um, when they've done research about you know neutral and stability and motion control shoes, are they actually reducing injuries for people? Turns out they're not. Turns out they're not. So so that experience of running on that belt and feeling so good. Um, had me think we've got to find a way to put this into a shoe. And I went through some years, you know, cause I've been at this for over 20 years, right? Um, I went to some years of research into like high volume air and other kinds of materials, foams and structures. Um, but I ended up with an ellipse. And I'm holding up a, a, a 95 millimeter long carbon ellipse okay and this thing is rigid this thing is built like a like a bicycle frame down tube okay i mean it would work right it would cut through the air well when you stand on this thing okay you're getting you know you're getting like 14 millimeters of really really linearly loaded really resilient suspension and so, where is it? Here's the shoe. Here's the shoe we're going to be selling. And what, what I'm holding up, what you can see is there's a pair of these ellipses. There's one in the heel and one in the forefoot. And there's a hinge. Look at this. There's a hinge. So, uh, we, we, we were talking with an elite cross-country skier the other day. And when I showed up, when I said, here's the hinge, he's like, oh, you know, the, the boot comes off of the the little uh, 95 millimeter long ski. It's like it's just the same way that a that a cross-country ski is attached to the to the boot, you know. They call even you know their their racing shoes, their racing shoes, they call them a boot, even though it looks like a racing shoe. Um, and so when I land on this thing, okay, when you run, if and it works the same if you're a midfoot striker or a four foot striker, because even those guys late in the race, like if it's a, 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 a 1600 meter or longer up to a 5K or longer up to a marathon, you know, even if you're a midfoot guy or a forefoot guy, later in the race, when you start getting fatigued, you're gonna get into the heel, okay? If you're a, per, a pure midfoot guy, like if we were to build a, a track spike, the heel would go away and we would just have the front suspension with spikes, okay? I would love to build that shoe and put that on you. I really would, because because what you would get is drive like you haven't ex- had a chance to experience before. You know, um, but for the rest of us, the mid packers and the heel strikers, you land on this heel and the heel, you know, the heel gets compressed by your your the energy of your body landing on it, and then as your body moves over the center of the shoe. The heel extends and it preloads the forefoot. It preloads the forefoot. And then as as the ball of your foot rolls up onto the shoe to leave, it's like going off a little gymnast vault with that forefoot suspension. And then zoom, you're into the next stride, doing it all over again with the other foot. And the experience, yeah, the experience is as close to that belt as, as I can get.
0: So, um, what actually inspired, obviously, the elliptic shape? How did you come across that design?
1: Well, okay, so after I moved through, you know, like high volume air experiments and and experiments with foam, um, I started looking. I, I knew it was going to go there, you know, because I'm a I'm a bike guy. Uh, I used to do bike racing, and I'm a I used to do downhill ski racing. Um, and all those things have improved with composites. You know, skis have gotten better over the years. Bikes have totally gotten better. You know, uh, from, you know, from your Reynolds-framed road bikes, now you've got carbon, you know, tri-bikes that, that, you know, you, I mean, are just blisteringly fast, okay? Um, and so everything's changed and improved except running shoes. They're still the same things we've been running you know, since the turn of the century, pretty much. I mean, track spikes, track spikes, look like track spikes from a hundred years ago. They really do. You know, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that because tracks have gotten better. You know, we're not on cinder tracks so much anymore. We're on reclaimed tire tracks, and those are good. Those are better. I've run a lot on those. Okay, but um, the shoes themselves, especially if you're going to be on the road, haven't changed, and And so once I got composites and started making designs, I had things that looked like a wavy hand motion here, like lasagna noodles. And when you stack those up, they're pretty springy. So I made some of that, but it wasn't doing what I wanted. It wasn't doing again. So I started started with cylinders, like flexible cylinders and just pressing on the cylinder if you press on the cylinder, like even if it's a cardboard tube out of your paper towels, you know, if you press on that cylinder, like, oh, that's kind of springy. Well, you press it and like flatten that thing. When you let go, it's an ellipse. It's like, hey, look at that. You know, now it's pretty springy and it's kind of long. And with the right engineering, and I I, I found that by talking with ski racers or ski engineers, I talked with a bunch of ski racing, racing ski engineers. And so we're getting really good vertical suspension travel out of this, but at the same time, really good lateral stability. Okay, and so that's the best of both worlds. It's not rolling over on you, um, but it's giving you good vertical travel, good suspension, and so collapsing, you know, collapsing a flexible tube is what pointed me at an ellipse. And here we are. So I, so I made. Go ahead.
0: It's good as well because obviously a cylinder wouldn't fit in a shoe as well as a flattened, slightly oh, flattened no, shape. No. Fits a lot yeah, better in no. the shoe, doesn't it? it?
1: It, it, well, and, and, and so, yeah, you know, a cylinder wouldn't work, okay? But the ellipse, okay, it turns out that the, if you, if you're able to build the geometry right, okay, the, the ellipse gives you the the rocker that you want. It gives you the arc across the bottom, you know, so that you roll right through it. And then when you're, when you're actually in the shoe, because of the suspension, it feels like a cross between, you know, regular running as, as you know it now, and maybe like working an elliptical trainer. Okay. Sort of a floaty, like, like you're magnetically suspended off the ground. And, and people have asked me, it's like, why have you stuck with this? Why have you stuck with this for, for, for 20 years? You know, why do you keep banging your head on the wall to get this shoe to market? And, When you get a chance to try these shoes on, you know. When you guys get a chance to try these shoes on, you'll know why I've stuck with this for 20 years. I'm not kidding. Um, The first time I completed a marathon in these, and and now I'm holding now I'm holding up the world's ugliest hand built shoe. Okay, I made this thing. I cooked the composites in my own oven. The first time I ran that shoe in the Chicago Marathon, my previous PR was 438, okay, 438, which is solid mid-pack, right? I cut 15 minutes off my PR, and that was in nine marathons, okay? Nine marathons, my PR was 438. In that 10th marathon, I cut 15 minutes off 6%. Um, for that's my to, down to 423. That's still my PR today. I don't think that's I'm going to beat that. Oh, it, it, it's it's huge. Huge and, and, yeah. Well, and I think we could give something like the you know the carbon plate and foam shoes. I think we could give them a run for their money if we built a, a marathon racing flat. I really do. But so, um, you know, go ahead.
2: So well, I've just got a, a bit of a question about the. The, the flap it does look to me a little bit as if it would rip if you put it under enough pressure do you know what i mean if it if it sort of um, it
1: would, like it like it would like it would separate
2: yeah did how do you how do you stop that from happening
1: uh, actually here's the crazy thing here's the crazy thing um Here's the shoe we built for biomechanical testing. Oh, and remind me to tell you about the biomechanical testing. We've we've proved this thing in the lab, okay? And I'll just jump to the to the to the to the to the grand finale real quick. Running this shoe, running our shoe compared to any foam shoe, you burn less oxygen. Uh, to the to the to the extent that it's like running 0.6 miles of a marathon less. Okay? So but we'll we'll yeah, yeah. That's, we'll that's a lot. We'll get back to that. That's a lot. Okay, that is a lot, and we'll get back to that. So, but back to the hinge. Okay, this is the shoe we built for um, biomechanical testing, and it, it's not. There's no. There's not even a fabric liner in there. It's just glued to the midsole. Okay, it doesn't tend to um, separate at all, at all. And the shoes that we'll be selling. Okay. You see, there's a fabric liner in there, okay? Which you know you can you can pull on it all you want. It's not coming apart.
2: So well, I'll be intrigued to uh, I'll be intrigued to try that out for definite.
1: I know, I know, right? And and I I I desperately want to get them into your hands. Um. And so the biomechanical testing. Let me go back into that. We we after that marathon, after that first marathon, I thought. And it wasn't just the reduction in time, okay? If you're a mid-pack guy, and maybe even if you're a front front of the pack guy, you know, you don't want to have to maneuver through the traffic just by going laterally. You don't want to have to like run laterally because that kills your kills your rhythm. You know, it throws you off stride. Um, what you want to be able to do is cut forward diagonal through the traffic. Well, in that marathon, it felt like I always had gas pedal left to cut forward diagonal through the traffic. And when I got to the half marathon point, it's like, it's like, just like that belt, I'm on, I'm on record, I'm on pace for a record marathon, you know? Um, And at the end of it, okay, so I I thought, well, I'm going to pick up the pace. And I, I ran, which mid packers don't usually run, I ran a negative split. The second half of the marathon was faster than the first and the last mile was fastest of all. And then crossing that finish line, you know, at 423 cutting 15 minutes off. It's like, I can't believe that. That's huge. You know? And, and someone said, well, was your training different? It's like, no, I was a pace group leader for training people how to run the marathon for 17 years. So every training for every marathon I've ever done, it's been identical. Okay. Um, and so when I crossed the finish line in that marathon, it, it was so cool, so empowering. I had the thought: if I can just get this shoe to market and give this experience to everybody else who wants it, you know, it's going to change their lives. Here have you are.
0: obviously, as a run leader, you've got a lot of athletes in your like supervision. Have have any of those athletes tried your shoes and have they seen similar improvements?
1: Okay, so the, the Instagram channel, Road Trail Run, tried our shoe and they're, they're a big channel. And, and Sam's a really expert wear tester, you know, because he, he's worn everything and he's good at it. Um, he loved the shoe. And on our website, handshoes.com, on our website, um, we've, got, uh, we've got some performance runners. Uh, Dr. Mike Leahy, uh, the, the guy who invented active release technique a soft tissue therapy. He's done. 40, he's completed 45 Ironman races, and he's he's worn our shoe and he loves the shoe. Um, there's a Mark Connors who's the the road racing, masters champ for Northwest Indiana. Um, he loved the shoe. He's worn it. He loved the shoe. And he's and, and so, everyone who's, whose hands we can get this into has 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 liked it, has loved it. You know, we just got to get it into yours.
2: Well,
0: to throw out So um, I'm looking at the shoe. Uh, I'll obviously put it on the Instagram for those who are listening to it. Yeah it's got yeah. two ellipses on. Is that at all inspired by like dual suspension and mountain bike?
1: So I, I've been a sports car guy my whole life. I've raced motorcycles you know back I mean like all the way back into high school you know uh, saving my you know saving my pennies to, to buy new tires and stuff like that. Um, and I just had a really growing up, I had a really clear awareness of how much suspension could do for you. And I was there at the beginning of the mountain bike era when dual suspension came out on mountain bikes, not just, not just front, you know, and when cross country racing first got dual suspension bikes, okay, the times went down and it's like, why would the times go down if the bike is heavier? Cause they were heavier you know, by a little bit, why would the times go down? It's like, because that's what suspension does for you. And, you know, you say, well, what about like suspension in your car, okay? You know, a car without suspension, that's what we call a a riding mower, you know? And if you've ever been on a riding mower, it shakes you half to death, right? You wouldn't want to drive that thing 26 miles, would you? You want suspension, if you're going to drive 26 miles, you want to be in a car with suspension. Well, why would you run in a shoe without suspension? for 26 miles. You know, so yeah, it's just like a mountain bike. We have front and rear suspension that works. That's effective. That 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 works just like a good motorcycle suspension that works, you know, in a balanced way between the rear and the front, okay? And then you've got, you know, the 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 timing of it, you know, the timing of the landing to the midfoot transition and how it how it extends and preloads the front. And then as you roll off, you know, with this curve, this this rocker as you roll off, it boosts you into the next stride. So yeah, absolutely, it's, it's front and rear suspension. And, and people say, well, people have asked me, why haven't they done front suspension before in a shoe? And it's like, there's an easy answer, it's really hard. There's, there's not much space to work with up there, right? You know, what are you gonna do? Um, but it turns out that these ellipses lend themselves To being in the forefoot really well. Actually, the forefoot of the shoe is doing more work than the rear. You know, for for everybody, for all of us, and you guys, you guys, you fast guys. You know, the forefoot is the whole story. You know, when you when you when you roll into that forefoot and then roll out of it and it boosts you back, it's like, and it, it it's giving you it's giving you way more energy return. Than any other kind of shoe. And did we go into the? Okay, we didn't go into the the biomechanical testing.
0: Yeah, let's go that. Um, next. Yeah. Let's go that. Okay.
1: um We tested this at the top biomechanics lab with the with the, the leading researcher, Dr. Ben O'Nigg, Everybody knows the name if you're in that if you're in that arena. Um, we tested the shoe with Benno and we go in, you know, with with our our test shoe and a leading foam shoe, okay, a leading marathon trainer foam shoe, we go in and, and the guys are all like, yeah, yeah, you're gonna do comparative oxygen testing, systemic oxygen testing. I'm like, well, why are you so glum? Why are you so down? It's like, well, it never changes. They're saying it never changes. They think, they think it's gonna be a big difference and it never changes, like maybe a 10th or 2 tenths of a percent. That's all we might see as a difference. I'm like, well, how do you reduce systemic oxygen consumption, you know, in this test? He goes, they go, oh, it's easy, sit down, sit down, get off the treadmill. You know, that's how you're going to reduce the oxygen consumption, but, but running at the same pace? No, it's not going to happen. Well, long story short, the shoe that we tested burns 2.2% less oxygen systemically, which is very hard to change less than a leading foam shoe. And that's like running 0.6 miles of the marathon less.
0: So do you think if you put this in an an elite athlete, if you've got this in the hands of, I don't know, say Kim Choge, do you think he would find similar gains to what you found?
1: Okay, so the kinds of shoes those guys run, they're like Formula One race cars. They're highly developed, okay? if we had a chance to develop this this is a you know this is a trainer for everyday people right if we had a chance to develop this into a lightweight marathon racing flat i think he would i think he would you know i think he would see and i would love to test it i can only speculate right now i'd love to do an oxygen test a comparison you know between that leading shoe and our leading and our highly developed marathon shoe i would love to do that and see which design, you know, gives you more? But I think yeah. he would. I, I know he would. We've we've proven that it that it works.
2: So, so, um, uh-huh. all right. so the the carbon element of the the shoe is it going to make it expensive shoe? would it be very fairly priced for the the, the sort of it, general? It, okay,
1: so you know the, this this stuff isn't cheap, right? Um, so it's like you're getting a shoe and a racquetball racket you know, when you buy the shoe and we're calling it a $300 retail shoe. But right now on the Kickstarter, it's under $200. It's 189 on the Kickstarter. And so we're, we're our goal is to pump them out there. Our goal is to get them out uh, into a lot of hands initially uh, into onto a lot of feet, put it that way uh, initially and then let those people discover what it does and let them report on you know their their social media and and their youtube reviews let them report hey here's what this thing is doing for me and then we'll be then we'll be off and running definitely so 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 is it expensive yeah it. but okay the thing that offsets that the thing that offsets that is that unlike foam okay every time you step on a foam shoe and not so much a Uh, a track spike because there's no foam in a track spike you know it's just it's just the 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 upper and the 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 minimalist you know outsole and the spikes but anytime you're in a road shoe with foam every step you're taking on that is wearing the shoe out okay and you get maybe 400 miles in a foam shoe before before it's sacked out right before it's it's you know, too worn out to really be good for you. And then your knees will start hurting or, you know, or, or your hamstring will start twinging. Right. Um, with these guys, we've had experiences with all of our wear testers of getting like double the mileage out of the, out of this shoe that you would get out of a foam shoe. So, you know, if a foam shoe gets you 400, we're looking at maybe 800 and if you use Shugu, you know, that that honey like urethane compound, if you clean up the outsole and put on shoe goo when you start wearing it out, you could keep the shoe going indefinitely, you know? And we're gonna have a space on the website for for the for the people holding up their shoes who have the highest mileage. You know, it's like first first person to get to a thousand, you know, first person to get to twelve hundred. I mean, I can't wait to send them a t-shirt, you know. It's like you're the one. You're the first person to a thousand in our shoes.
0: I doubt many so, shoe and, companies can say that. Actually, they've had someone run a thousand miles in one pair of shoes.
1: No. Oh, my no. I mean, it'll it'll take it'll take some you know shoe goo to keep you know you don't want to eat into the carbon, right? You don't want it. My son came in. You don't want to eat into the carbon um, or anything. You want to protect it. Okay, with, 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 with the, the material, but so long as it's protected, you can keep running the shoe. Yeah.
2: So um, my my, well, my big... son
1: just, my my son just came in and said we, we just cracked twenty one thousand dollars in the Kickstarter, which only started on uh, Monday. That's so, incredible! You know, Congratulations. We're, yeah, well we're moving along. We're moving along, and it's going so... to run for six. It's going to run for sixty days. Our Kickstarter. And you go to kickstarter.com and uh, put in hand shoes h-a-n-n shoes here's the here's there's the logo h-a-n-n shoes into kickstarter it'll take you to our page and then you see all the tiers you can order one pair or two pair if you're a couple i know a bunch of guys who have uh, texted me saying i ordered two pairs they're go- they're both going to be for me
0: we'll put a link to that in our bio if you go on our bio there's a little clicking link we'll put a link to your kickstarter in there if anyone's interested
1: in that that'd be fun. that'd be great that'd be great thank you very much
2: no problem Um, one last thing we want to touch on is another big aspect of your shoe is the injury reduction risk um how exactly does it reduce injury because i myself suffer i've suffered quite a bit from injuries um the
1: last what 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 what's happened what if what's what's going on
2: well um i had a, a knee issue and i've had a, a lower back issue as well um and and sometimes it does come down to uh shoes whether they've been worn out uh, etc how, how is your
1: shoe exactly going to help maybe a knee okay. or a
2: lower back problem
1: so to, to, to we can't claim injury reduction like you know as part of our advertising but we have lots of um testimonials on our website from people who have pain, chronic pain, mobility issues, who've worn the shoes and have gotten relief from them. Um, I personally have one friend, a a marathon runner, she's done a lot of marathons, who before her marathon that year um, got a stress fracture, a, a lower tibia stress fracture, fibula stress fracture. And she was so mad. She was like, my marathon's ruined. I've been training all summer. There, go, there it goes, and I'm like, I'm literally holding your shoes in my hand right now. They just came in from South Korea, right? I've got your shoes. She's like, well, bring them, you know, bring them with you. Uh, I'll, I'll walk around town, you know, it was at the DC Marathon, the Marine Corps Marathon in DC, and I gave her her shoes at the airport, and, she called, and the marathon Sunday, she had a couple of days to, um, I just lost the earbud, she had a couple days to um, wear the shoes. And she called me and said i'm gonna run the marathon i'm gonna run the marathon i'm like okay what about that stress factor she goes i feel fine and she ran the marathon she felt fine you know um in a normal shoe a foam shoe if you look at the plot of force over time okay when you when you when you land there's a spike there's a spike when you land then nothing in the midfoot and then there's a spike. Uh, at the toe off and then it tapers off to zero as you go off your toe. Well, those spikes, that one and that one, those two sharp spikes, that those are like nails. Those are like nails that, that hurt your soft tissue, that hammer your bones, you know, and can cause stress fractures. What the, what the suspension does is it absorbs that energy and then returns it. And so instead of spikes like jagged mountains, now you've got a loaf of bread. Okay. You've got a loaf of bread with no spikes on it, um, and that makes all the difference. That's the secret sauce. It, it, it takes that, It's like it's like a rubber band. You can pull a rubber band and it's stretchy, but when you get to the end of it, it won't go farther. Well, those spikes make it go farther, okay? And if you make it go farther, it's gonna break, okay? So we try to keep the rubber band that is your body, your muscles, your bones, in the comfortable range, in the working range, and if you do that, you're good, you're golden.
0: We would just like to say a massive thank you to Len and Han Shoes for coming on our podcast today and showing us their shoe. Check us out at TNF News UK on Instagram to see footage from the interview where Len actually demonstrates parts of the shoe, such as the ellipses, and more athletic content. Also, in our bio on Instagram, there's a Kickstarter, so if you are interested, you can click the link and go to the Kickstarter for hand shoes. Thanks to everyone for listening to the podcast. Hope you enjoyed it and there'll be another episode out soon.